0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tony. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. Thrilled to death, that you're listening to our show. woo <laughs> Uh, this is the guitar knobs light. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, it's summer. It's down to me and Tony. Things are, good, are busy and everything, but we're... The most a... important knobs. Yeah, really? I, you it's know, like it, volume it, and I, tone. Uh-huh. I'd be be Tone? No, I'm Tone. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, that's my name. You look more like volume to me, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And usually we have some kind of guest that's making stuff and doing all kinds of things. Yeah. But today we've got a guest in studio. In the studio. Who is also a maker of lots of things, but not the kinds of things that uh, we typically focus on here. However, he is a grand poobah. Sir, introduce yourself. Grand Poobah Matt Hart. There you go. Matt Hart is hanging out with us today. Matt is a musician. He is a uh, writer, an author, a teacher of writing and authoring, um, and uh, an avid. A poet. Uh, he's a poet. Damn it! Yes, he's uh, the president of the hair club for men. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no. Even but but he, if he's lonely, not only the president, his, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be pissed. He's not only the the, the president. Yeah. He's, he's also a client. He's got a shocking, <laughs> shocking <coiffure. laughs> Uh Yes, that is a that is something. Now, what are you going to do? Because you're kind of like known for that.
1: I know. I I don't know what's going to happen if it ever goes away. Right.
0: Yeah. Do well, you, you have to clip it? It's a shock. I mean, I it. I do
1: sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I shaved my head the day before my wedding oh <laughs> probably not a good move yeah my my wife thought i looked a little like curious george it was yeah but did I, you okay. leave the burns uh yes okay so yeah. you had so i had the burns but they weren't they weren't gray back then they were not yeah like,
0: yeah great so you look like a skinhead like a real one I like, know, a, was, like a with was, braces in the whole, yards, right? said, <laughs> shirt yeah. and the whole 9 yards terrifying i said never Ben Perry shirt in the whole 9 yards ah yes yeah <laughs> my never favorite again. camper van yeah. beethoven yeah. But, but the good song. kind of skinheads not the, not the jerk one. One. ones take the skinheads bowling, bowling. Yeah. yeah take them bowling so anyways um a, a few episodes back i mentioned that uh matt invited me to come watch him do an 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 oration Sure, a an reading. a yes. reading. oration sounds way more like hefty. Sounds an oration. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna go with that. <laughs> of uh, of the book that he had, one of the books that he had just uh, recently published and was going through, and he's been day going, kind of uh, posting them. Is it week by week? It's week by week. Week by week. Yeah, yeah. he's doing a reading week by week, going through this book. Anyways. Met up with him, and I, you know, he's a supporter of the show and everything. But um, I know he's also a musician, and uh, I we had an amazing time uh, while he was doing his thing. And it was just, it was a, you know, when you when you meet up with somebody, and I know that so many of us out there, when we do get the opportunities to meet with each other, and, in various ways, there is, it, you're kind of already in. You know, and and hopefully you're you're in a little bit more than like a tiptoe in, and for the most part, you know, I'm well actually I can't say of a single listener that that we've met, or even guests that we've met that we have not to- been able to completely embrace and oh, yeah. it's felt like yeah long lost brother from another mother. That's you know what I right.
2: Mean? Everything clicks.
0: Yes. So uh, I definitely got that from Matt, and you know we probably could have just sat there and talked for hours. I
1: wish we could have done that,
0: Yeah. rather than having me read,
1: but yeah. <laughs> you should
2: have had Todd read your poetry. That would have been <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> of,
0: What's this? What's this doesn't even make sense. Use but, the
2: word solder in yeah, the net, your next right. poems. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: My next book is called solder, and all the yeah. poems are called solder.
0: They <laughs> all have silent L's in them. Silent P's. Yeah. Anyhow, so I said, you know what? We need to get you on the show, Because, um, you know, you got a lot of rock and roll experience. Yes. And you love music, and that's what this is all about. Right on. And you love guitar stuff, and you're a cool dude, so that's tick, 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 tick. And he's literally
2: down the pike
0: down down in Cincinnati. Yeah, pretty close enough, right? So he made the trek up tonight. We appreciate that, Yeah, thank you for coming in. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, And recently upped his ante in a big way from... Executive producer... To Grand Poobah. Bingo. And we could not appreciate that more. Uh, anyways, so we've got a great show tonight. We are uh, super excited to talk uh, back at uh, about stuff. I, we didn't have an episode before this. No. We did have an episode before this. It was summer school. But before that, we didn't have an episode because I had... So when you would have... Anyways, there was a, there was a gap in an episode. Uh, I was dealing with some pretty heavy family stuff, and I just couldn't get one out. So I apologize, everybody. Um, but we're going to make up for it for the rest of the summer. So without further ado, I have a couple announcements. Uh, number one, I got a message from Martin Cliff, our good friend out in Budapest. Oh, I that's believe. right. He's still out in Bo- yeah. I think he's still out there. I thought he was he, in Romania. Uh, maybe he moves around he moves i'm trying to remember anyways he says he's in the eastern europe let's just (laughs) wherever he might be fair enough. Fair Um, enough he said loved the last few episodes guys dr no has such a cool attitude grez guitars makes awesome looking stuff and the nam episode was hilarious brief update or shameless plug from me For the first time, I think, in eight years, I put some new music out. Exclamation point. First single is called Back to the Garden, Revisited. Hmm. Out now with another single, We Were Wrong, due out on the 23rd of June, and an instrumental album called Simply Enough. Should be out 31st of July. Greetings from sunny Bucharest. Bucharest. I was close. He was in Budapest, but now he's in Bucharest. Yes. Anyways, mm. Martin, dear dear Martin, been supporter of us for the longest time, and we we're just so thankful that you are out there and doing your thing. And you know what's funny is when we were waiting for uh, Late Sauce to uh, Tony to to arrive. Who? Um, <laughs> uh, Matt and I were talking about um, music and recording it and releasing it and and how marvelous it is and. You know, we still look at it as absolute magic that you can bang out something on a guitar and then get with some pals and record it, or record it yourself, give it a little bit of juge, and then you have this thing, and you're just like, don't forget when you do this, you are doing something that people can only dream of. Mm. There are few people that that can take the steps to do it. It doesn't matter how good it sounds. You made something, and you and you followed through your plan. You followed through your what your where your heart was guard, guiding you as far as what that music is, and you have something to show for it. And that can never be taken away. And that is such an awesome thing.
1: And it's more accessible now than it's ever ever been. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we
0: were when we were younger.
1: We wanted so badly to be able to record, to have a band, to you know get all this th- these ideas down on tape, and now you can do it in your bedroom. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a miracle every freaking time.
0: It is, and I, we were talking about a little bit about. You know, we, we're not trying to be the old folks show or anything. Like, uh <laughs> hopefully it doesn't sound like that. I um, remember
2: when you had to have
0: a uh, special kind is, of tape deck. W- we, we were both <laughs> making note of the fact that, you know, it is a an amazing time, even like month by month, year by year. I mean, that's why Nam is still so excited to go yeah. to, right? Um And we're, why we're excited about all the new gear and uh, things are constantly moving forward, but they're moving forward at a a pace that no one's ever seen before. And when we, when, when Matt and and I are about the same age, when we were growing up, you know, I said, I said, you know, I was a radio kid and I know he is too. And, and many of us who are listening right now, it's like, we grew up listening to the radio we didn't have access to everything. And this isn't like, like Tony just did. It's not about that. <laughs> but I just wonder if there is an extra level of of appreciation for the effort and for the outcome for those who haven't had just, you know, access to everything and being able to just put it anywhere they want, anytime, and everybody can have it. Yeah, maybe.
1: I mean, it's it's a different. It's a totally it's not a different better or worse thing. Yeah, it's, it's just, just different. a different experience. Yeah, That's now. all I'm but, saying.
0: Yeah, I'm not throwing shade on anybody yeah. that hadn't that didn't get that experience. It, it's just it's it's got to be different. I, I can only assume it has to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we mm-hmm. definitely probably value certain aspects of uh, the the tech that we have now and the access that we have to things that, that other people don't. But maybe they value certain other things more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, anyhow. Nice. Um it was fitting that he had said that and we were just talking about it so I wanted to relay that. Um Beep. Just checking that I had hit, hit record. Beep. <laughs> but I did. When you actually first came in. Beep. <laughs> so, um that only that's only happened once. So, one time. One time one time enough. too many. Yeah. Anyways, I also wanted to, to bring up. Uh, I saw this really great. Um, I'm gonna plug this in. I'm gonna share this with the guys here. Sure. real quick. please. Um, I happened to be uh, browsing my email, and on my email, I got uh, something from Guitar, blah blah. Um, where was it? Here it is. I'm going to it. I'm getting it. Here it comes. Finding it. Here it is. So I thought Tony would especially like this. I see Rick and Backers. Yeah. So this is from guitar.com where, you know, we get a lot of a good news and stuff like that. Um, and it was a, it's an article that says, The Genius of Roger Ross Rasmeisel. Yeah. Mm. Das ist gut pronunciation. Yes. Roger Rosmeisel. <laughs> Meisel. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he is... The legendary guitar designer yes. who is largely responsible for the timeless and unique look of Rickenbacker guitars and basses. But there's more. After he left Rickenbacker, to Roger, Ricky's. Yes. He, he moved over to Fender.
2: Tell us about it. Well, he was originally hired uh, to become the uh, head of production for the acoustic guitar division. Yes. But while he was there, he also helped design the Telly Thin Lines. Yes. And the um, um, uh, there was a jazz box. Uh, what was it called? He did the Rose- Rosewood there, too. Oh, the, oh the, of course, the Rosewood Telly. Yeah. Uh, that many people recognize from George Harrison playing
0: on the Let It Be and sessions. And the Coronado.
2: Ah, that's right. The Semi Hollows, the yes. Coronado. The Arch Top LTD.
0: That's the one. The the Montego. I don't know what the Montego is. So
2: the LTD and the Montego are essentially the similar guitars. Both are big jazz boxes. And Roger uh, Ross Meisel's background was (laughs) Ross Meisel. Yes, his background in Germany was, and his father made. uh, uh, In fact, they were called Roger guitars out of (laughs) blue spruce. Blue (laughs) spruce. But anyhow, uh, yeah, those both of the and those guitars are the Elton Limiteds and the the Montegos are just impossible to find.
0: Yes, and they're really cool guitars. Uh see, I didn't know this that the, that the rosewood was a chambered rosewood. It's chambré. Yes. Oh, yes, it was because rosewood is very very heavy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so there were six Telecaster prototypes made in nineteen sixty eight. Hang on, there were six Telecaster prototypes made in 1968 and 1969. One was given to George Harrison, who used it in the Let It Be sessions and for that famous rooftop gig. Another went to Elvis Presley. A Stratocaster version was also made and intended for Jimi Hendrix, who tragically passed away before the guitar could be delivered. Yes. That's my that's my best uh, NPR that's that's very good that's he like, sounds like you're a documenter yeah uh, he was then involved in a car accident and uh, obviously bad stuff bad stuff so anyways that. um I thought that was really interesting
2: no uh, I mean I I considered him't ta- really talk much
0: about uh the the Rickenbacker
2: oh uh, well, but play. yeah I mean and that to me is is his biggest contribution to the world of guitars because he brought over I mean he Came up with the designs for the what were called then Capris, right, which later become uh, 330s. He's responsible for the German carve, pretty much almost single-handedly. The German carve on 381s, uh, yes. And you know his. I you mean, know what they
0: call the German carve in in Germany, Germany, das Carven. The
2: German carve. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. But the other the other part that is interesting is when he moved over to Fender, yeah. Um, you know, like when he went to the Tele Thin Lines, those were actually made from a, a one or two piece body mm-hmm. that was scooped out, and then a piece of wood was laminated on the back, and that became you know I mean that's it's actually really good structure, and it's similar to what happened in the world of, of Rickenbacker too. That's how uh, Ricks have they're basically scooped out, and then they have a back glued onto the back. That's why there's usually binding on the back on, like, the curvy
0: 360s. Binding on the back, sunroof crack, digging the seam with a gangster lean, baby. <laughs> nice. I'm on it.
2: Yeah. Wow. Anyhow, well, that's a, yeah, that's an excellent article. I'll have to look that one up and, uh, delve into it a little bit yeah well we delved that was the doll no i mean personally i will delve into it and read it read it in depth and then
0: Methinks thou delveth too much Hmm. you know me i love to read (laughs) anyways uh so there we go there's some fun announcements yeah that's cool that's on guitar that is on guitar Guitar guitar.com that is correct okay uh, all right, let's uh, get through what's going on in our music world this week, <sighs> Anthony. So this week,
2: in, yes. keep, in keeping with our German theme, yes, I was uh, the lovely, the, the the untalented, the bequaffed, <laughs> bequaffed. Yes, no, I, yes. I, I mean, compared to this guy, yeah, uh,
0: no, yours is more like a. Mine is ai a Don't don't. It's, it's just less than that It's less than that Yes okay. But I bet I could do that Yes It's That's, about the
2: right length I bet Yeah you've yeah. got some good A little hair. bit of Elmer's glue
0: But yeah. Matt's got nothing on on your fishnet stocking So go ahead <laughs> Very true
2: Yeah see you pull this off Um. So in keeping with our German theme this week Okay I was Do so I get uh, to do this through the whole show? Yes <laughs> Yes, okay. yes. Alright Um I was, uh, the, the July 2023 issue of Guitar Player Magazine um, has a, um, a review, and this is a very interesting deal. This is a German company with an unfortunate name. I suspect there is some weird German translation, but the name of the company is called Kiss My Strings kind of unfortunate but you know yeah, I mean, you know okay. what are you going to do that's not what the they best. call themselves it's not the worst yeah but they make um a bridge that is uh similar to the mastery bridge for jazz masters is that some kind of like weird
0: translation you know like uh, uh oh, you know when you laugh when somebody trips anyways they the, you know they have the, these huge words that mean like entire phrases i am wonder if there's a Something lost in translation. It there.
2: could be. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. there is if you go over to Kingsdale. There Schadenfreuden, Schadenfreuden. Schadenfreuden. Yeah.
0: Look, he's treating himself.
2: But there is a there is a. Uh, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's a Korean restaurant, but it's called Lightbulb. Okay. <laughs> All right. They probably didn't understand the
0: translation. Yeah, thing. I mean, there's one by us called Seasoning Crab. <laughs> I'm like what what does that mean? I love seasoning crab. Yeah.
2: Anyhow, this is a um a bridge for a Jazzmaster or Jaguar or even Mustang that is similar to the Mastery bridge that has basically uh it's similar to a intonated uh three saddle Tele bridge, okay? And um this one um uh, again, it's it, it looks to be very well made. Uh, the review is very positive. Uh, the company also offers um, uh, saddle sets for uh, telecasters. And I'm actually thinking of ordering one of these bridges up. They're not uh, terribly expensive. I think it comes in
0: after... You know, after... The, after They're comp- are the, each of the saddles Each compens- of the saddle
2: is ca- compensated, so it's you know, they go like that, like a compensated telly. Yeah, one's tally. up and one's down. Yeah, yeah. One's yeah. up and one's down. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. But it also has very deep grooves in it, and, and if you're familiar with Jazzmasters or Jaguars, one of the problems is the strings like to pop out of, yeah. uh, you know, whatever saddle. The sad- threads. The threads of the saddle. So this is kind of a combination of a Telecaster and a uh, Jaguar Jazzmaster bridge. So I, I definitely want to try one of these out because I, I do like the three saddle bridges. And what's that going on? What is that going on? Yeah, what kind of guitar? A Jazzmaster uh-huh. or a Jaguar uh-huh. or a Mustang. Uh-huh. You could do the same thing on a Mustang.
0: Just double checking.
2: Yeah. You,
0: you, Reiterating, if you you're will.
2: You're crossing T's and dotting I's, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm actually going to order one of these. They come in around 150 bucks Oof. which is well that but it's comparable to what you would pay for um, uh, for a mastery. Um, mm, yeah. And, yeah and I've used the mastery bridges on a number of guitars and it's just a bridge it's not the whole this is like, just vibrato the bridge. setup anyway. No no not okay. the vibrato. Um, and that's one of the biggest complaints with people that have those particular models of guitars. The strings tend to pop out. The strings, the break angle on the strings is a little tough. Sometimes the strings actually rub against the the base of the bridge. Mm -hmm. So this this kind of solves that. Um, I've used the Mastery ones on a couple of guitars. What are you gonna put it on? Uh, I'll probably put it on one of my uh, uh, Jazz Masters. But anyhow, so there's that. And they also make a set of uh, Telly saddles uh, that are the same way. I think those run about a hundred bucks. And the interesting thing, and this I love the fact that they recommended this is um, typically you know you can buy compensated saddles that are all brass for telecasters, which are great. Um, but I learned a long time ago that if you use brass on the B and E and aluminum on the other two saddles, mm-hmm. the E A and the D G, it brightens up the the bass strings. But dulls down the uh, the treble strings. That's kind of cool. What they're recommending is they they sell a set. Or they, is it? Is that not cool? It is cool. <laughs> what they sell is a set that has Sounds a cool st- to me. <laughs> that has a steel EA mm-hmm. an aluminum DG and a brass BE. Wow! So steel being the brightest of all the materials. Uh, so that's be- perfect from when I'm playing the Clash music it would actually help you it would help you but you know I, for years i've always used just you know uh, brass saddles um and then a few years back i, I started experimenting using aluminum on the on the uh, first two saddles mm-hmm. and that helped i'm i'm curious to see if the adding that sounds a steel that's pretty
0: interesting actually yeah do you think that, like, all parts, uh, does they offer anything like that or, or um, WD or anything? WD offers some compensated saddles. They offer all three materials,
2: but they don't offer a set that has all okay. three in.
0: because I still got to get that for the uh, uh, the vintage uh, classic vibe, tell you. Oh, yeah. And actually that other one, because it's got those individual, like, super long screws on it, and goofy. Mm. Yeah. Are they three saddle bridges? Uh, no, the so the Mexican is six, yeah. but it's the offset six. It's the offset It's the it's the long screw with the offset. Um, yeah, saddle. Well, we got to change the plate because you need a three. Yeah, three it's no, saddle. it's no bueno.
2: We can make that happen.
0: Yeah, let's do
2: that. I know some people. Cool. So anyhow, uh, so check it out. Uh, their website is. KissMyStrings.de. <laughs> hey, what well, you know it is what it is. That's don't let you, your mom see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't be careful what you Google <laughs> search. Wow. Uh, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. Their website is uh, pretty navigable for being a, a foreign website. A buddy of mine that was looking at this, he went in on his computer and it didn't recognize that he had he was in the U.S. Mm. and he was trying to decipher a German site. I understand. So they have a, a a site that
0: reads in English. That's brilliant. There I you like go. Now, I like it very much. Check them out.
2: Do they say that
1: there's some advantage to this bridge over, say, a mastery or a stay trim?
0: Um, I
2: don't think so. Okay. I think because, I mean, I'm looking at the construction, and it is almost dead on to what uh, mastery does. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the stay trim is, is a little bit different. That's more like a very focused... Uh, uh, Mustang Mustang bridge, bridge, yeah, and they make a seven and a quarter and a nine and a half. This one is. I like the is, lip
0: that goes over that.
2: I don't know why. You like the Mustang bridges? Yeah, just with the little, you know, the little thingy. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's kind of nice. Okay, I don't know
2: why. I use Mustang bridges on most of my Jaguar Mustangs and related Jazzmasters. Okay, because
0: I do like. I'm, i I'm with you. I think it's a better
2: bridge. Yeah,
0: but. Well, that was lovely, Tony. Thank you. As per usual. Check uh, it out. Yes. Matt, delight us and enlighten us. All right. Well, um, since I'm a writer,
1: and because Tony sometimes recommends books. Ah.
0: Yes. I, and, and we're going to get into your full-blown, like, all of your stuff in, in a little bit. Cool. But I, I
1: feel like I have to—so I've been rereading this book, and I can't remember where I heard about it. I, I don't think I heard about it on this podcast. But there's a book by a guy named David Todd. It's called Feeding Back mm. Interviews with That's Alternative Guitarists. Ooh.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah. So it has interviews with people like Keith Levine from Public Image Limited, mm. um, Roland S. Howard from, from Birthday Party, uh, Jay Maskus, uh, Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth, yeah. uh, Kim and Kelly Deal from The Breeders are both interviewed in this book. It's really. Fantastic. It's a fascinating, fascinating book. And I think the interviews are are pretty good. Some are better than others uh, because some of the interviewees are better at being interviewed than others. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Uh, And they seem like they're pretty, pretty much just transcripts of the interview that they that they did. Hmm. But it's a really fantastic book. So I've been I've been rereading that because I read it, I think, maybe a year ago and I got back into it. Recently, the other thing that happened—it's called—it's
0: feeding back.
1: Feeding back, nice by David Todd. Is there like a sub? I think it's feeding back interviews with alternative guitarists. Okay, I think is what is the subtitle. But I, if you if you go onto your favorite you know book website and search feeding back David Todd, it'll come up.
0: That reminds me. I I should give you if you haven't read it. I got the. um uh, under, a bla- under a Big Black Sun.
1: Oh, no, I haven't Andy, read that.
0: No. That's, no I would I'll like get to re- that to you.
1: Okay. That would be fantastic. Um, and then the other thing is, when I first moved to Cincinnati back in 1993, the very first show I ever went to was at this place called Sudsy Malone's, which was a laundromat and bar. And if you brought your laundry, you could get into the shows free. (laughs) So, like, we have one in town like that. Yeah, Super Chunk played there, you know, the Jesus Lizard, guided by voices. It was like, you know, all the bands of the day were playing at this place. And I walked in and, you know, I just got into town and there was a band playing and it was a a local band, a local Cincinnati band called the Tiger Lilies, but they had some good regional and, and even some national success. And there was a guy playing guitar. And as I walked in, he's playing this solo, and he stomps on this pedal, and it's like wah 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 like just insane, like one of the greatest sounds I'd ever heard. And I was just—it's one of the things that endeared me to Cincinnati. For immediately, was just walking in and hearing that and thinking, like, this is what's going on in music, right? I've arrived. So, so I never. You know, at the time, I didn't know what a phaser was. Mm -hmm. Of course, I I love phasers now, and that's what he was using was a phaser. And I always assumed that he was using, uh, like, an an MXR, uh, you know, Phase 90 something, right? Yeah. Well, it turns out I'm working part-time at this record store now, Mm -hmm. and it's owned by that guy. It's called um, Black Plastic is the name of the record store. And that guitar player owns that store. And I, for some reason, we were listening to something at the store. And I don't even remember what it was now, but a f- phaser came on, <laughs> and I said to him, "Hey," I was like, you know, I told him the story about walking in, hearing him play that solo, and I was like, y- "What were you using? Were you like a phase 90? He was like, "Oh no, Russian small stone." Ah,
0: uh-huh. uh-huh. a Russian small stone. Yeah, and I, I'm I, not- am I?
1: Do I know? Aren't so, it's so, he, so I'm he, stuck, ehx, right? <laughs> yeah, They're making yeah. small They're like stuff, yeah. Robotics. I know they made a small
0: stuff, but I didn't know. So, there's the, a right, there's a Russian one, really. Yep, I gotta look this up, look it up, Tony. Yep, I know,
1: look it up, I know all about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, I was like, all
1: right, I've never tried one, gotta get one. Went on to the you know, the site we all go to, and there was one at a and it's black with very, pink. very reasonable price. There's a green one too. Did you get a black? I got with, the black one with the, with the kind of pinkish red, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that, that is being shipped to me as we speak. I can't wait to get oh, it. Oh,
2: nice! That's I'm really, really excited cool. about
0: that. That's really cool, man. Yeah, I think
2: the small stone is technically a phaser. I don't know what you know, what the comparable because. MXR made the 45, the 90, and the 180. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably somewhere. In, maybe it's closest to
0: the 90.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: but that's that's cool.
1: Yeah, really exciting.
0: I'm that is cool. I, I think maybe I might have to see about trying to find one before the before this airs, and then when they get and the I knob, like that they like all go like through that the roof big <laughs> box. You know, oh like the, the big hunko metal, the big hunk of that's metal. A, yeah, considering it's just got a toggle, a knob, and a and a foot switch. That's a that's a lot of real estate for very little. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah. as
2: we've often said, that sometimes the size of the 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 box actually adds to the tonality of. The Definitely. Yes, yes,
0: I would be interested to hear. I'm gonna hang on. I gotta plug this back in. Plug it back in. It'd be interesting to know what the difference is because not unlike the uh, big muff, there's the green Russian. There's a the black Russian. Well, there's a green Russian small stone. Yep. And a black Russian small stone,
2: right? I wonder what the difference is. Yeah. Is there How a, a white stem? Russian small stone? Oh mm. mm. no! Just add some cream to it. Why
0: hasn't anybody made you a white see.
2: Russian? They made a white rat.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyways, All right. there you go. Somebody go make that. <laughs> um, I'm thinking. Ooh, there's a lot of people that could make that right now. All right, that's the challenge. But it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a Muff off, the. It's the, not no. a muff. It's a stone. Stone off. No, no. But I was talking about the uh white Russian. Oh, uh, a, muff. A, a yeah, muff. big muff. Small yeah. muff. Anyhow, medium. That's size very cool. Muff. I, you gotta tell us what you think of it. I Hopefully, it. it's not like some a big d- letdown. A d- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it has the potential for that, certainly, I, I think. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't aware of these.
2: That's really cool. I mean, back in the late seventies, early eighties, electroharmonics had, you know, the small stone, yeah. Which was the phaser. And, you know, it was in the chrome aluminum box or chrome box, chrome metal box. And then I think the first era of this is they when they shifted production over to Russia. That's when they thus the the Russian nomenclature.
0: Yeah. Well, some just for what I'm reading real quick, the black one was released in the 90s. Um, and the green one was released in the 70s.
1: Oh. So that's
0: a that's a pretty big chunk of time for things to have been altered and changed. All right. But, uh, yeah, the green ones right now, I mean, at least one that I see in Weaver is about 200 bucks. Woof wolf (laughs) yeah that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of bucks to put your faith in yeah (laughs) that's that's a lot of phase 90s the (laughs) black one was more reasonable yes yes well that's really cool very exciting uh let's see for my week this week. what about you todd what's going on in your music world this week thanks for asking tony (laughs) my Uh, pleasure (laughs) uh i got all of my masters back and we are ready to release to the world the uh, four four of the new Valentino's tracks. Cool! I'm very, 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 very excited about this. And um, they'll be. I'm going to be meeting with one of the local radio heroes here, um, and uh, Tom Tom Butler. Tom I'm Butler. To Tom Butler. From Thank CD you so much for all that you do for uh, local went, music. 92.9 now. 92.9. Yeah, and uh, he's been a fixture. He got us on the map for the, you know, on our first album. Oh, and nice. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, so I'm just going to say, do what you will, sir. Tom's a good guy. Yeah. So anyhow, um, that has been uh, a, a very exciting thing for me. So I've been just kind of busy doing that and very busy uh, sorting out the um, Flint stuff that I've mm-hmm. been working on, the, the Stompers. So if you have multi-effects unit such as uh, Line Six HX Stomp or, yes. a, or a Stomp XL. Yep. Or um, I have the the GP the Valaton GP two two hundred, which is a really killer unit. I mean, it's a really nice unit, especially for the price. The price is ridiculous. It's remarkable what this thing is is capable of doing, and the the actual like the 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 production on it. I mean, it's really cool. But they just came out with that in a junior model, which has less foot switches, and now is much more aligned to what an HX Stomp uh, looks and and, uh, functions like. Nice. Uh, So we had to gear up and get that sorted out, but um, yeah. So is the one that
1: you have, the one with the expression pedal on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: okay. Um, Cool. And the, the junior actually has an expression pedal too. It just doesn't have two rows of foot switches. It only has like, 3 4 foot switches I think on it. Hmm. Um it's and it's crazy cheap but you still get all the same hey, Go check that stuff out seriously. The the Valton uh, GP200 series. Buy um, one of each. And the stompers and fit then get all of those. One of each stompers. There you go. Yep. Uh Flint effects. Go get them everybody. We they glow got in the a, dark. A couple orders out today or not today but this week. And it's just an exciting sort of thing to 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 be doing, you know. Uh, Tell me about the glow in the dark. Well, we've got two UV uh, models uh, made out of UV filament, and, and under a black light, it will glow. It's I pretty love fun. It. Yeah. Do you have to buy your own black light? Uh, you might, if you want it to glow. <laughs> Unless you're gigging, and that's you know.
2: Can we make maybe get one of those uh, the uh, uh, foot switch? Uh, flashlights
0: with you a could. black light. You might be able to do that. Yeah, work on that. See what, you, see what you come up with.
2: I think I'll I'll,
0: I'll I'll start on that now. Okay, good. Matt? Yeah, Tony?
2: I'm wondering if you're familiar at all with these special patch cables that we love to talk about on this show.
1: Could you be talking about Tour Gear Designs Tour patch cables? Tour
2: Gear Designs patch cables. Do you use them?
1: I do, in fact. Oh, my God. Three
2: boards full.
1: This is going to be a really easy sale.
2: Three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you really ought to do is get the bulk pricing <laughs> if you got the three boards full. Wow. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three boards full. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you like them? I do like them.
1: They're very, very small. Yes. Uh, they come in a variety of different lengths. Yes. Yes. They come in different shapes, S shapes, C shapes. You've even said
2: W shapes. Yes, they're still working on the W shape, but they haven't released it yet. Right, indeed. You know what else? Hmm, what? You probably know this since you've got three boards full. They're pretty inexpensive. They're very
1: inexpensive, but you know what I would love to know? What? Do you think, is there any way that you could get me a discount?
2: I'm going to give you a discount. I'm going to give everyone listening a discount because all you got to do is go to the website. No, Tony, don't. (laughs) I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You can't stop me, Todd. All right. Go to the website. Fill up your shopping cart. Go to the checkout. There's a little area called coupon code. Type in the guitar knobs. All one word, all lowercase. You're going to save an extra 10%. 10% on an already reasonably priced product that you're going to absolutely
0: love. That's right. They also do uh, TRS cables, so if you oh, are yes, right. do, doing remotes for some of your JAS pedals, yep. JHS pedals, yep, um, or actually, I don't think you need tip ring sleeve for those. Wait, maybe you do. Shoot, I'm trying to remember. Just anyway, buy so some anyways, anyhow yeah, because you're, you're going to need them. If not if you, now, if you, if you you'll got an need expression them or something like that for your HX stomp, you do need a, a tip ring sleeve. Do it. So where do you go, Todd? To Tour Gear Designs dot. Okay. Dunsky, thank you, Tour Gear, for sponsoring our four on the floor. Matt? Let me get a little bit of this. Whoa. Very nice. Roll over, Beethoven. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Matt, go ahead and give us your four on the floor.
1: All right. So I know lots of people say that this is really hard, and it was really hard for me.
0: Well, especially, you just said you got three pedal boards. I know.
1: I had to give myself some criteria. So, first criterion is that if these were the only pedals I had, I could actually play a gig with them. Okay. Good good one? Okay. Yeah. Second criterion, they had to be relatively uncomplicated, so no menus, no presets, Regular 9-volt, uh, you know, uh, hookup. Right. Three, uh, they had to all serve multiple functions. So they had to do
0: a Wait, lot Wait, no 9-volt hookup? No, they, they did have to have 9-volt hookup. Okay, good. Yeah, I yeah. thought you said no. I'm like, yeah, whoa, yeah. we're yeah. going negative, the way back all machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, they all had to be 9-volt. Um, they had to serve multiple functions. Fourth thing, I wanted them to be $250 or less. Oh, all right. Fair. And then finally, number five, they had to allow me to create as much chaotic noise <laughs> as possible. I'm talking like modulation, feedback, octave madness, all the grit you could ever want in the world. I have to be able to like step on these pedals and and have people know that I stepped on them and that they they're, they're going to destroy the world. So, gotcha. With that in mind, um, my first
0: pedal is, is this an all death by audio board it's not board? <laughs> it, it, it could be well I actually <laughs> just need
1: one pedal for that <laughs> it could be uh my first pedal is the audio disruption devices failed transmission that's a great one it is a great pedal and you can get you can do overdrive distortion fuzz it has a noise knob it has a malfunction knob (laughs) it has two switches that allow you to add bass either to the static that the pedal introduces or to your signal and it has a overload booster uh, switch on it you step on that and it just blows the thing apart Um, and I love that it like it does some oscillation weirdness, it does modulation weirdness. It can even sound like a ring modulator sometimes. So it's a really versatile pedal if you want to get like just qu- kind of ordinary like overdrive sounds or ordinary distortion or even, you know, just kind of ordinary fuzz sounds, you can do it with that pedal, but you can also do so much more. I mean, it is a really weird, noisy, amazing,
0: chaotic yeah, pedal. That's super cool. All
2: right.
1: Chaos That's a good rules. one to start out with. All right. Number two. Two is Death by Audio. <laughs> for, the, for the longest time, I've had the Death by Audio um, Space Bender chorus modulator on, on my board, which is a really wild and amazing pedal. But it got booted just today because I got the brand new Death by Audio pedal, the Disturbance, which is a filter, flanger, and phaser. Okay. And it has this new feature where you can step on one of the foot switches and it locks the LFO so that, and basically the way Death by Audio is describing it is that it it freezes modulation and you can really get just wild sounds out of this thing. <laughs> I mean, and they've done, they've gone to great lengths to make sure that really this is like 50 different pedals in one. I mean, you can get so many crazy sounds. Um, and there are some like usable, you know, <laughs> that's if, you, if you're if you into usable sounds, I mean, I'm not really, but if you're into usable sounds like that's the
0: asterisk note on every single pedal they make.
1: Yeah. There are some usable there sounds. There are some usable sounds. I mean, <laughs> if you just want an auto wah or you want a nice phaser or you want a nice flanger, you can get it out of this pedal. Okay. But if you want the thing to oscillate wildly and go completely insane. Yeah. It will absolutely do it. I'm really thrilled about <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. Disturbance.
0: Love it. Yeah, Johnny Marr up there just went, hey.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, now. The third pedal is uh, Beautiful Noise Effects When the Sun Explodes. Ooh, that's such a great
0: title. Which I mean, is, that's a great album title, man.
1: Yeah. Oh. Amazing um, lo-fi reverb boost. Also, it has uh, modulation on it with this sort of feedback switch. Um, So you've got reverb and then you have a switch where you can, you step on the foot switch and it doubles the output of the reverb. And then there's a switch in the middle that you can put your foot on and it ramps the reverb Mm. so that it keeps, it sort of oscillates and keeps going. I really love that reverb pedal. It also has a gain on it and a master volume, so you can make it sound really messy, muddy, gritty, like lo-fi, total nonsense. It's really incredible. Um, My favorite reverb pedal right now. And actually, sometimes it even sounds, you can make it sound really clangy and metallic, which is probably a sound that most people don't want their pedals to make, but I kind of (laughs) do.
0: I'm not getting that from you right now. Yeah. Yeah. You seem pretty conservative.
1: I'm very conservative when it comes to pedals, yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: Um,
1: and then, speaking of, speaking of conservative, uh, my fourth pedal is the Boss DD8. Uh, okay.
0: okay. Yeah,
1: the and you know partially because I could have. There were other delays that I thought about. Um, one delay that I really love is the mid-fi electronics uh, clarinot, which he doesn't even describe as a delay, but it is. It's like a simulated tape delay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if I only have these four pedals and I have to play a gig, then I'm going to need more than just sort of tape delay. So I like that the 8 has got the reverse. It's got shimmer it's got an analog setting it also has a looper on it it also has this ramp setting where you can sort of ramp the delay it also has um uh i was trying to think uh there's one more that i was just about to mention that i forgot but it has so many uh amazing features on it and you can really do a lot with that pedal yeah um yeah
0: It just goes and goes. It has an awful lot in it for four knobs. Sheesh. I mean, it it is pretty. And expression. Yeah. And stereo. Yeah.
1: It's pretty wildly uncomplicated, though, for such a complicated pedal. I mean, there is so much in it, but you've got four knobs.
0: Yeah. So you got uh, expression level, feedback, and time. Those are three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. But then. You got, uh, it goes into, let's see, um, the mods you get, the, mo- the, the uh, GLT, glitter maybe, <laughs> warp, modulation, shimmer, um, bonus reverb, <laughs> reverse, hmm. warm, tape, standard, analog, loop, so those are the selections yeah. you, you get to choose.
1: Yeah, and then I remember the thing I was going to say, on the back there's this little switch, and you can either switch it so that uh, when you turn the pedal off that the repeats keep going until
0: they fade out, or... or just stop. Or loop, you can just Press twice. It. So you press it twice and it stops. So if you start... The well, loop, no, that's
1: for the looper, but oh, just yeah, for yeah. the pedal, generally there's a switch on the back. So you can do it so that if you, when you step on it, the pedal just goes off. Mm. or you can switch it so that you, when you step on the pedal the repeats continue until they fade out.
0: Never hear about the DD8. Why do you think do you think that uh, people are just like this is just silly?
1: I think that uh people get uh they they fall in love with whatever version of this pedal that they fall in love with, right? Okay. For the longest time I had a DD5. Yeah. Right. And I loved the DD5. I didn't think there was anything that would ever replace the DD5. And right. then for a long time, the I was like, DD3, a little bit the,
0: people love the DD3. Yeah,
1: DD7, you know? But I really like this new version of the pedal. I think it sounds great. And I think that it just has so many options for me. And I like to make a lot of
0: weird racket. And yeah. this really helps. That's cool. Do you have an um, expression pedal hooked up to this? I do
1: not. I'm not What's your next I'm not a huge expression pedal guy. I mean occasionally. Uh-huh. But uh right now I'm not using expression pedal on any of my any of my boards.
0: All right. Well, that's the next level I guess, I right? Yeah, maybe. Well, super cool. When you turn
2: professional, you'll right. want to. want to, you'll want to
0: get a. When I go pro, pedal. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing your four on the floor. Oh, that's there. cool. Yeah, that's a that's a fun four. On the yeah, floor. really, really cool. Uh, so, f- first off, I think let's let's kind of start with what's happened most recently, and this is what you know. I, you are, you surprised me in a way, and it, it was a very it was very delightful. We we met you at the at the. Uh, uh, the place is called Two Dollar Radio, which is a really cool place. Book publishing, uh, tap, coffee, v- vegan restaurant. L- like it's it's like a, such a unique place. It's a great place. Um, you came with bearing gifts. You brought me a, a record.
1: Yeah, I brought you the latest uh, R Ring record. R period Ring is the name of the band. And the record is called uh, War Poems. Right. We Rested.
0: Right. Now, Our Ring is
1: whom? <clears throat> so Our Ring is uh, Kelly Deal from The Breeders mm-hmm. and Mike Montgomery, who played in um band Ampline, but he also owns the recording studio that's called Candyland that's in Dayton, Kentucky. He's recorded uh, you know, bands like Proto-Martyr and The Breeders, um, to name a couple. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, that was a, uh, that was too kind. Um, inside that was also a, a little book, which is super cool. You want to tell me about that?
1: Yeah. So th- at first, um, Mike and Kelly, who I've known for a little while, asked me if I would write some liner notes for their record. And I thought about it for a little while, and I was like, you know, I could write some liner notes for your record, but nobody's going to care if I write liner notes for your record. Why don't? We give uh, a song to a bunch of different poets who are also musicians or music journalists or involved in creative uh, other creative fields besides uh, uh, poetry mm-hmm. and have them write a poem in response to that song. And then we'll print the lyrics to the song and we'll print the poem together and we'll make this book. And so we got all kinds of amazing people to, to be involved in that, including... Um, Hanif Abdurraqib, um, we got Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth to write a poem. We got Sadie Dupuis from Speedy Ortiz to write a poem. Uh, the actress Amber Tamblyn wrote a poem. She's a she's a poet. Um, so there there are a bunch and of really Hanif cool
0: Abdurraqib. He's who who uh, also read that night, right?
1: Yeah, Hanif uh, is, is holy moly. That wanna, guy was incredible. Incredible. Yeah, he won a genius grant from the MacArthur Foundation. I mean, dude. he is really like, incredible.
0: I, I mentioned at work, I was going, Yeah, I'm going to go see this dude. And he You know, he's invited me to this guy's Hanif. Uh, and three people said, Hanif came And I'm like, Wait, what? How do you? And they're like, <laughs> He's incredible. Yeah. He has. They an,
1: knew. I mean, he has, wow. an, he has an incredible book called They Can't Kill Us Till They Kill Us. And it is um, largely um, uh, m- music journals, like essays that he wrote, but he's a poet. So it's a, the, the writing is absolutely fantastic. He's a great reader. He's you know, a really, really good yeah. guy. And that, that book is incredible. Yeah. He had
0: the room in the palm of his hand. And it was cool because his particular poem that he was doing, sorry, did a little sidetracking, was it wasn't about LeBron James but it was framed up as if as if um hearing this this poem or this thought stream through the acts of lebron james's career yeah <laughs> which was right. like i was like wait what you're going to do what and it all made sense i was like holy crap that was amazing yeah and I don't even like basketball. So. Really incredible. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. So you, you brought that, and it was super special. I was like, wow, there's an accompanying book, a book with this, too? This is, this is freaking killer. Well, why did you bring me that record?
1: Well, so recently I, I got the opportunity to actually play guitar and bass with our ring. Uh, at a show that they had in Springfield. It was this festival that was going on. Right. And um, at first they asked me to play guitar. And I have no, I should say that I've known Mike Montgomery for probably almost 30 years. I mean, he, he did some recording for me or of me um, back in the mid-'90s. I was in a band called Squirt Gun, which was on Lookout Records. And we toured all over the states and and in Europe and had videos on MTV and had a song in the movie Mall Rats, which is the only reason (laughs) that anybody knows (laughs) that band. Um, And at one point, I had to do some recording, and I couldn't go to the studio where we usually recorded, which is in Lafayette, Indiana. So I ended up going to this studio in Cincinnati, and Mike Montgomery happened to be the engineer. So that's how I met Mike, and then now, you know, all these years later, Mike records... Uh, the band that I'm in now, and which is uh, we're called never new n e v e r n e w and um, so so Mike uh, asked me if I would play guitar for our ring at the show, and I said, yeah that'd be that'd be fantastic. And then you know, he let me bask in in the good feeling that I had about that. And then like two days later he said, um, okay, it's going to be like 20 songs that you have to Jeez. learn. Because I was thinking like 10 song set, something like right. that. It's like 20 songs. And this
0: was only a couple weeks before the show. Uh, no, as I this recall. was like a couple months. was it, was it? a couple okay. months? Well, yeah. uh, so when, when I talked to you, it was, yeah, it was yeah. like maybe three weeks, three, four weeks right. out, maybe tops. Right. Yeah.
1: So then he says, he's like, hey, uh, have you ever played bass? And I said, no, I have not. And he said, well, we need you to play bass on like 11 of these songs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, and then can you do some drumming? And so, so,
1: you know, I had to learn how to, I had to try to learn how to play bass. I feel like, you know, now I am a um, maybe half passable indie rock, punk rock bass player. (laughs) There you go. Um, But, you know, it's a really different. I mean, I know the old joke is, right, you know, how hard could it be? It's got, it's a guitar with four strings. It's even less strings. Yeah. Um, But What, what
0: kind of bass are you playing?
1: You know, I, so I wanted to get something that I felt like would be uh, akin to the guitars that I often play. So I got uh, actually ended up getting a, a Squire um, 60s classic vibe Mustang bass.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's kind of it's, it's know, a little one. It's small. yeah, yeah. it's yeah. small. That's what our bass player plays. Actually. offset, I yeah. really like
1: that bass a lot. Yeah. Um, and I put I didn't like the pickup that was in it, so I got a Lawler pickup for it. Um, and it sounded, sounded really great, but, um, yeah, I, you know, learned sort of how to play bass. I mean, you know, I'm a singer and a guitar player most of the time. And I was telling you earlier that like, if you're a singer and a guitarist and you're jumping around and you're playing pedals, you teach yourself how to nail the one and three and you try to ignore the rhythm section and to play bass, you got to play, it's on the two and four, and you got to lock up with the, with, the, with the bass drum, you know? Right. Um, so I was really nervous about that, about being able to do that. And I asked a friend of mine who's a, who's a guitarist and a bass player, like, you know, can you tell me how to conceptualize being a bass player versus being a guitarist? And he was like, man, he's like, I know you like to dance. It's like dancing. He's like, you got to, like, you hit, when you're dancing, you're going with that bass beat. Mm-hmm. And you're throwing your hips at the two and the four, and he's like, "That's what you gotta do. you gotta play it like you're dancing mm-hmm. and for some reason, somehow, that really helped me conceptualize what it would be like to play bass and lock up with a drummer. um so it was really a lot of fun it was and you know now I'm like, god why why has it been thirty years and I never really played bass before like right I love it it's I mean, fun. I love the instrument and I gotta uh, Fender um Rumble uh five hundred, I think it's the five hundred. It's yeah. the one that's got the
0: single fifteen t- in it.
1: Two ten. Yeah, it was right on.
2: And uh, yeah, by single fifteen you meant two ten. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was guessing um, completely. <laughs> yeah. But it's kinda it, like a twenty. <laughs> yeah.
1: It sound and sounded great. So uh yeah, it was really, really super fun to to play with them. I'm hoping there are gonna be more shows. I mean there there may be more shows down that's the road. Awesome, but, man. I nice. mean it's kinda hard because Kelly's um Kelly's playing with Proto Martyr and with the Breeders and they're doing a lot of shows, so she's gone a lot. Um and Mike's got other stuff that he's that he's involved with and dealing with, so that's wicked. Hopefully down the road there'll be some more. And nice. the show was yeah. The show was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Uh I think I was uh, probably so terrified for about the first <laughs> half of it that I didn't even look up from what I was doing <laughs> other than to switch you know, between guitar and bass. And there's one song where I played a skateboard So uh, I had to actually hold a skateboard on my shoulder and then roll the wheels wheels. into Mm -hmm. the microphone.
2: Ah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Fancy. yeah. So I played guitar, bass,
1: skateboard, and I got to sing some, too. So it was pretty cool.
2: uh, Did GBV play that show, too? GBV did not play that show.
1: They always do. I know. I wish they had. That would have been fantastic. Uh, For
0: those not from the mid-mid-midwest, that's uh, guided guided by voices. voices.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Featuring
0: Robert Pollard.
1: One yes. of the loudest, loudest shows I ever saw in my life was at Sudsy Malone's, the aforementioned Sudsy Malone's. Yeah. It was Guided by Voices, and I had to leave. It was what? so loud. What? It was so loud. And, and you know, you guys know. That's we've the been same talking way with,
0: with Dirty Dungarees here. It's just like, holy moly. You gotta get you gotta get your fingers and someone else's in your ears. It, oh, it can get loud. It was
2: unbelievable.
0: So you're saying the washing machines were too loud?
2: Yeah, the
1: washing machines were too loud. They were they were drowning out the band, you know. And you know all you could hear was all you could hear were washing machines and Robert Pollard like taking drinks of PBR, and so there was. Couldn't hear the music. I had to uh, go. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's awesome! Was, I, don't really you, that. really I don't blame you. It was really. I don't blame
0: you. Well, uh, so let's talk about some of the gear. You're. You're actually. Wait, let's. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Let's talk about your. Uh, you know, you came in. We were t- we were talking about you doing, you're reading your poetry and everything. Um, you are, you're one of the the people that, you know, I love meeting people that have a lot of things that that they're into, but those things that they're into, like they're really into and, and that they, that takes talent too. That's, that's <laughs> to do poetry. Yeah, you've got to be really into it <laughs> or, 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 or just <laughs> su- super compelled to do it, you know? Right, right, right. So you are, yes, you are an author and you made a book now, several books, uh, several books. Yes. Um, but the book at the time that you're reading, um, you, you know, we were l- listening to that, uh, but I also learned that you – I learned a ton about you in, like, five minutes. It was crazy. I was like, damn. <laughs> it's like speed dating. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. and I got a gift. <laughs> uh, so um, tell us about what you do for your job.
1: Right. Yeah, so I teach um, at an art college, for your college of art and design, called the Art Academy of Cincinnati. It's been around since 1869. Wow. Um, I've been teaching there almost that long, but uh, <laughs> actually I've been teaching there 23 years, oh, wow. I think at this point. Good um, and my, my undergraduate degree was in philosophy. So I teach um, and then I, I went to grad school for philosophy and then spent like 10 years touring with bands and doing all that kind of stuff and then went back and got my MFA in poetry Um, and so ended up at the art Academy. I didn't even think I really wanted to teach, but I, uh, got this opportunity to teach a class and I loved it. It's so great. And, you know, it's so fantastic teaching visual artists. Um, and you know, fell in love with it. Uh, we have a creative writing major at the art Academy now that I helped to, to establish. So, um, yeah, I teach poetry and literature classes, but I also teach aesthetics. So I'm teaching the philosophy of art. Um, and my students are absolutely amazing, imaginative weirdos, you know, like in the best, greatest sense, they're always surprising. Like I never cease to be amazed, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I use that word, um, miracle earlier and I don't throw that word really around casually, but I think that like, you know, the, that Art is well, you've dropped con- it
0: twice so far, I know, so I but, mean... I know, but art is the context
1: <laughs> of our lives where yeah. the miraculous like, still actually happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel really, really grateful to be able to teach in that, in that college. Um, and we've got a lot... There are a lot of students who are musicians there, too, so, um,
0: yeah, it's exciting. Every good art school has got to have musicians. Man. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing when you, if you listed all the bands that you're like, oh wow, I really love them. Like how many of them actually went to art school? Totally. It's it's kind of nuts. Yeah. That should be a that that's a book right there. I yeah. Figure out all the all the famous uh, band people that were art. Art students. school
1: bands, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, yes, and uh, so I've yeah I was really. Impressed by that, Um, you know, so you got that going for you. (laughs) Um, But it it helped me actually relate not only to what we're about to, you know, go through when you were reading, but um, I think it it helped me relate to you as a person, as also a person who is, you know, got his pants and maybe too many pies Um, and an art student and an art teacher myself that's like i was like man you're my guy yeah yeah <laughs> uh so i i really appreciate you uh providing that opportunity to to meet up and immediately i was just like got to get you on the show because aside from uh you know producer pooh bob any of that stuff is just like no man i know you're gonna have a great story because you're you 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 got it up here um so you better deliver. Um, right. Right. <laughs> no let's pressure. talk about. So you're you're obviously interested in things of, uh, of where the mind will take you, and how you steer that, but steer it with your your open eyes and your inspiration, because it's not just. I, I don't think that you. It's hard for me to envision an artist. Of any kind, having complete control of the wheel, right? So it's it's much more like being a ship captain, right? Than than a, a driving a car.
1: Yeah, or or maybe like being the sail on the ship and being sort of blown around from harbor to harbor. I mean, I, I am all about the creative process. Like mm-hmm. the creative process is the foundation. Absolutely everything that I do and what I mean by that is that like I go downstairs I have a I have an office, you know in my in my basement I've got all my music gear set up there and I've got my typewriters and I have all the stuff that I have got a record player and I go down there every day and I listen to music and I read and I try to write a poem every single day Mm -hmm. and I try to write music every single day or Mm -hmm. play music every single day Um, and you know, because of that, I'm like pretty wildly productive without having any real ideas to begin with. Like it's about diving into the wreck of all that stuff and allowing that to carry me to something as opposed to me starting out with an idea and saying, now I'm going to force whatever this thing is that I have into this box. Right. It's more about playing with all of this stuff. I mean, you know, it's like we play in bands, right? And sometimes we get so serious about it that we forget that it's play. It's like we're, I'm playing with all these things and trying to be on the lookout for where they might want to go, where they might want to take me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I write poems every day and I probably write at this point, I write a song a week and people are like, you write poems every day. You write a song a week. Like that's, that's so much. And, you know, yeah it's a lot, but most of it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> right it's really bad yeah and 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 the yeah. and the problem that I think a lot of people run into, and you know this happens you 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 run into this in art school all the time, is people are like you know i've got I've got writer's block or I can't think of any ideas for songs or you know i don't and nine times out of ten it's because they're letting their expectations of what these things are supposed to be get in the way of actually just getting in there and like messing around, making a mess, right? Right. And seeing where that might where that might go. And uh, you know,
0: like if it's not the best thing that they've ever done or yeah. that anybody's ever seen, it's very difficult to to get yourself uh to get messy enough to let it not be that.
1: Right. And I like the 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 reason that you know I can um, that I can be as productive as I am is because I don't care whether or not any of the things I do are any good mm-hmm. because I believe that quantity will lead to quality eventually
0: so it's like <laughs> I you think know, that's also guided by voices the- uh, y- philosophy too totally <laughs> yeah
1: I mean you know it's like if you, if you write if you write if you write you know ten songs in a in a month one of them will probably be pretty good, and there might be a couple of them that you could tweak or take the band practice right and, yeah. and and get the collaborative thing going. Have other people sort of weigh in it, weigh in on, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you've got like maybe three good songs out of ten, right? Yeah. But you also you have to be willing to like let go of your sort of preconceived notions. You can't about, be sacred. No, no, you can't be sacred, and you can't you can't be precious. You got to let go of your preconceived notions about what a what makes a good song, or what good guitar playing is, or you know what makes uh, what makes great song lyrics, or something.
0: Yes, because and, and we all know how how far the people who have been on the Voice have gone.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, what I mean, it's like people think, like, uh, song good songs, right? If you if you write good song lyrics, it comes out of like. Uh, uh, significant experiences, deep feelings, heavy-duty thoughts, but it doesn't. Song lyrics are made out of words. So the question is, like, where are you going to get your words? And you can't, if you've got, you know, significant experiences and heavy-duty thoughts and deep feelings, great, put them down. But if you don't, find some words somewhere. I mean, words are everywhere, right? And start playing with those on the page. Like, yeah. Do some free writing. See where that goes. Try to be on the lookout for the place that you get to where you come face to face with the things that are on your mind that you had no idea were on your mind.
0: Yeah. And bam,
1: suddenly then you've got lyrics,
0: you know. But I, I want to I stay here for a little bit because I think this is a really cool place to be. I think one of the toughest things in trying to say, okay, I, 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 I'm going to – even if you have an idea and it's a good one. One of the hardest things to do is to not not be bound to being linear about that. This happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. Right. You know, some of the, I mean, if you think about it, more often than not, songs that we love, that we know all the words to, aren't point a to point B to point C point D in that manner they they there's gaps that allow you to to be in it with them um or are just turns of phrases that make you feel something in the midst of maybe a, a lesser interesting narrative right
1: right or even you know you think about like, uh, we think sort of typically about, like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, co- chorus, you know, solo, verse, chorus kind of, kind of structure, right? yeah I mean, why can't you have a song that's, you know, Bob Dylan wrote songs that were all verses, right? Why can't you have a song that's all choruses? Why can't you have a song that's one chord played over and over again, right? Like, th- there are so many possibilities in uh, anything that you can do, yeah right? Why, why be why allow yourself to be sort of stuck in this sort of one way of, of proceeding when there's so many possibilities. And when you look at the history of the sort of art that we love and you listen to the music that we love, almost none of it is verse chorus, verse chorus, solo verse chorus. I mean, there's, there's some, but there's a lot of stuff that's just so weird. You know, like um, I love Sonic Youth. Like one of my, absolute all-time favorite bands, right? And they have stuff that just sprawls. I mean, there's just... Right. Racket for days. (laughs) Yeah. And stuff emerges out of that racket. And it's always amazing to me when I, you know... um, And I don't know if this is entirely true or not, but my understanding is that they would write and compose and record the music before they ever did lyrics or melodies to those songs. And when you think
2: about that, that's I mean, how it
0: Smith's worked. Wild. Same thing. Wild. Yeah. You know? He'd be doing one thing, he'd be doing another thing, and they, you know? Yeah. And it's only after the fact you've
1: already got this music, and then you go and you put sort of you know, lyrics and, and a and a melody to it is mind That's mind blowing. It's amazing, you know? <laughs> like, we I don't do, know how to do it another we, way. That's the only we way do I know that, how to do it. We do that too, but I there's so many people that I know that, that are musicians and, and who do write really great songs who will start with lyrics, for example. Yeah. They'll start with a melody. Um, it never works that way for me, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> I certainly would never be prescriptive about how to go
0: about That's It's not a better word, anything, however it does. I, and there's a, uh, I think uh, Robert Smith famously was was recounting, I was like, he will write down phrases and tear them out. And he just, he literally has it like a big, like fishbowl. <laughs> and then when he's doing a song, he's like, mm, pulls something out and there's like head on the doors. And, dream. Okay. Yeah. So let's go with that. Right. You know, when he's stuck, he reaches and pulls one and like, man, that is so freeing. Yeah. If you can allow yourself to if you can give yourself permission to not have to be so prescriptive.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a poet named, um, uh, Jim Stafford and he wrote a poem every day for years and years and years. And somebody asked him like, what do you do on the days when you're, not very good and he was like i just lower my standards which is <laughs> which is which is like some of the most helpful like advice yeah. you could ever have as a creative yeah. person right it's like i still i i need to be engaged in this process i'm compelled to do this thing i want to do it i love to sure. do it so
0: well let me let me shift a little bit real quick here um and this'll get in i think tony will probably be able to jump into some of this stuff uh are you saying I'm not creative? Uh, no, I know that. You're, I, I know that. I I caught you just being a, a listener. I was listening in, in in a in the in the best way. No, no honestly, no, in the best I, way. You're fascinating. Yeah. Um. So, I have I have become aware. Like, if I'm if I'm going through a uh, like a or writing, you know, I'm, I'm making some music. Right. I'm creating riffs and. Pieces of songs and I'm, and I'm trying to get them together, but I can get really, really into you know when you when you lock into something like oh I love playing this and I want to keep playing it and then you deviate the next day and you say yes this is even better but it's but but then pretty soon you, you listen to them all back and you're like damn I just played the same song like seven times <laughs> just just a little bit different right yeah sometimes you can recognize that and stop yourself from doing it or. Help yourself not fall into that trap because that can also be like a, a kind of a sucky place to be and, and somewhat demoralizing if you're like, I can't get out of this box that, that somehow I found myself in right? Um, and not that you're consciously not trying to be in a box because I think you just have to kind of just like go with it. But right. knowing how you go through and you're saying, I'm going to write a poem every day when, you, when that translates to you getting on guitar. Yeah. Does that process follow you? Are you aware if you're like doing sort of like a, you're in a little whirlpool of like this riff is awesomeness? That's where pedals come in. Ah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and alternate tunes. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That'll help you get out for sure.
1: Totally. I mean, especially, you know, if you think about the pedals that I picked for my four on the floor... There are aspects of those pedals, or at least you can set them up in ways where they're entirely uncontrollable. right? And so when I start to feel like I'm in a rut, I put myself in a situation where I can't control things. I can't control the outcome, or uh, I don't know how to do the thing that I think I know how to do. So like with alternate tunings, I come up with some kind of weird alternate tuning, and then suddenly I don't know how to play guitar. So i got to learn how to play guitar again right and i'm definitely not going to write the same like three-chord song i've been writing with a tuning that's completely whacked out where the you know where the, the e a uh, d and g strings are all tuned to f sharp right it's like suddenly you got to totally think about a whole new way of doing things and you know if you can sort of let go of control i mean that's what i use pedals for that's definitely what
0: i use yeah. alternate tunings for I've run into that a couple times. I'm like, I know this is good. I I I know I can feel it in my bones. It feels like it's going to be something, but it needs a way to be its uh, like s- just enough of its own thing. So recently, came up with one. I'm like, it's it, it kind of has a similar vibe to something else, um, mostly because I'm I'm using this, like the same drive section or, or, or something like that. And I was like, oh wait a minute. What if I hit this with with a with a trim and that like made it a totally new song? Totally. Uh there's one that I did on uh uh on one of the one minute wonder demos that by the way those are going to kick back in real soon here now I got I got my setup going on. Um and I I just, you know, you you plug in and you're like I don't know what's going to happen. I don't come to the table with in which is why sometimes that's a real pain in the butt to do because you're like crap. I don't. I'm not getting what I want out of this out of this pedal. But it did, and I was like, oh. And I said, I'm keeping that one, right, right, right. And it was a real heavy uh, slapback reverb, really, really heavy, right. I was like, this sounds like us, but not the us that we're used to hearing, right and i sent it off to my singer and she's she's like freaked out she's like oh my gosh yes we got to do that one so it's just little little things that that it doesn't have to you don't have to completely change everything and everything doesn't have to go full on you know like if you're at 2 don't turn it to don't don't, don't go 12 just go to like 4 yeah. that'll that'll change things too yeah but but giving yourself permission to to do that i i use that term a lot uh even in my daily work and especially with like clients and stuff like that because that's when people can usually put up the biggest walls um they're not necessarily against you they're just walls that they've put up for themselves to be safe yeah. and uh i say you know we you need to have give yourself permission to not have that wall in front of you so yeah that's it's so important yeah yeah
2: Now, do you find also maybe changing up instruments makes a difference in getting you out of a rut? I mean, obviously, you talked about playing bass and then later skateboard. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, there's no doubt. And even even different guitars sometimes, right? Right, Like, I mean, playing a Les Paul versus playing, like, a Fender Mustang, the two entirely different experiences, right? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, switching up instruments. I mean, I have a synthesizer at home. I've got a like a Arturia Micro Freak that I play with. Synths and
0: are really hard to strum.
1: They are very hard to strum, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> unless like, you get
0: those strap-on ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know,
1: a guitar. <laughs> yeah, the guitar. you can going have a guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think changing instruments can also be super helpful for getting getting out of a rut. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. And it's changing doesn't... amps, anything. I mean, the thing that's so great about like what we what we all do, right, is that you, we have all these different components and they come together in all these different, you know, vari- this wild variety of ways. Mm-hmm. And you change one element and everything changes. That's yeah. why it's like, you know, it's like you swap out one pedal on a pedal board and all yeah. of a sudden the whole pedal board sounds different. Totally. But,
0: yeah. 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 I, I would even say um, along this line, um, and this is something that I don't practice as much, but I now that I'm going to say this, I'm actually going to put this into practice. Is oftentimes when I get the time, I'm like, I'm in our band's in writing mode. I want to, I want to produce. I want to get something. I want to like, okay, strap on the the guitar and go right with the with the hopes that something's going to come out. Right. But what I need to be better at doing is saying, I'm going to just grab a couple different pedals. I'm not going to try, I'm not going to look for any kind of outcome on this or even hope there's any outcome. I'm literally just going to do something different so that I, that could, could help me not just kind of like, Play the same stuff. Play the familiar riff. Play where my because your muscle memory starts doing the same thing too, right? Totally. So that could that's a in thinking about this that could be a really easy way to help me not do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think about you know right now. I was I was telling Tony earlier that the, so my band has this uh, uh, residency at this bar in Cincinnati called the Comet, and we're doing five shows over five weeks. And on the, the very last show, I've given myself this this assignment that we have to play nine at least nine brand new songs. Wow. And we just found out about the residency like two weeks ago. So yes. starting two weeks ago, I'm trying to write nine brand new songs. And the thing that will stop me in my tracks is if I sit down every day and I say, I'm going to write a never new song. Yeah. I'm going to write a good one, you know? Yeah. Like... I can't even worry about trying to write a never new song. Like if I wind up writing like, you know, nine Joni Mitchell songs, that's fine. If I, you know, if I, (laughs) if I write a clash song, that's okay. Sure. If I write a Ramones (laughs) song, whatever, you know, it's like, I, I can't worry about, um, I can't worry about following in the footsteps of anything that we've done before. And I can't worry about like what I think the band's supposed to sound like. I can't worry about what. I think other people want to hear. I can't even worry about what I want to hear. I have to find a way to get out of my
0: own way. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about some gear. What do you? What are your? Um, what's your number one? So I don't have any nice guitars. Do we? By the way, do we say that because of Jimmy Page? Is that is that why we do that? The number one and number two and.
2: I, I guess maybe. there's
0: some correlation to that just out of curiosity yeah
1: go ahead so i don't i don't have any really nice guitars they don't have to be nice man well here's the thing i every guitar that i ever had probably until about 10 years ago i smashed (laughs) at some point (laughs) okay um so i wish that i hadn't because i had like a a hotline you can call for that you know i had a mexican telecaster that i wish i still had um that I, that I smashed a long time ago. But um, right now, my number one guitar, I have a um, Fender Jazzmaster uh, Classic Player Special. It's got uh, Lawler pickups in it it's got a mastery bridge and vibrato why
0: were you saying i don't
1: have a nice um, guitar what are you talking it's about like, it's like it's
0: pretty tricked it's <laughs> that's, that's tricked pretty out nice guitar it's, it's tricked a pretty out nice in the guitar. way that, tricked out in the way that do i do you smash it out. i mean i just <laughs> i mean your <laughs> I vibrato just, system costs more than most you know <laughs> i just mean available I, don't guitars. Any, I don't have any vintage guitars
1: you know I don't have it like, doesn't have to be vintage. vintage you know no. neither, i
0: don't neither but neither do i so it's that's Tony's that, oddly quiet, but uh, neither, that's, do that's, yeah. <laughs> neither do I. Tony is. Neither
2: do I. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but th- but that's my number one. I play that. What color guitar? It's it's black with a tortoise guard. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Um,
2: Do you like? Do you at all use the rhythm circuit? The upper uh, controls. I
1: use it as a stutter switch. Ah,
2: so <laughs> turn the volume. I
1: turn the volume all the <laughs> way down, <laughs> and then it just. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's how I use the rhythm circuit. Um, i trying to think. Uh, I also have a. I've got a Fender um, uh, Player Jaguar. Okay. Uh,
2: it's
1: got a it's got a Brandon wound in the neck. Actually. Nice. Uh, I tend to write because we're a trio or a three piece, and I'm playing like typically I play pretty bright like single coil guitars. I'm not a huge fan of humbuckers. Whenever I play humbuckers, it always feels They always sound muddy to me. They don't sound muddy when other people play them, but to my ear, when I play them, they seem to sound muddy. So I play these pretty bright single coil guitars, and so I'm always using the
0: neck, like thick, or is it or is it trebly, like uh, is your bass player's tone?
1: Uh, It's 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 pretty well. It's sort of in the middle. I okay. mean, he's, he's kind of a lead bass player, for okay. sure. All right. You know, I mean, he's definitely not just following along with what I'm doing. He's very often playing counterpoint or like, playing something Hokey entirely kind of different. Thing? Yeah, yeah, okay. for okay. sure.
2: So I'm going to recommend, if you want to outfit a, a, a humbucker-equipped guitar, get some low winds. Lawler makes a great set of low winds. They're underwound pickups. Okay. They're going to be brighter. You'll still be, uh, you know, hum cancelling obviously. Yeah. But um, I I know a lot of people that only like single coil guitars. That if they have a hum or a humbucker equipped guitar, they use low winds. Oh, that's and great. And there's other companies that make low winds, but look for a low wind uh, rating. You're usually like five and a half, six. Oh, okay. Instead of seven or eight.
1: That's great because the um, the jaguar that I have is an HS. Mm-hmm. So there's a humbucker in the bridge. Yep. And I. Pretty much never use it, right? I'm I'm uh, always just on the neck neck pickup. Well, so yeah, we, yeah. We we get, get a hold of you. Zach
2: and have him tell him you want a low wind uh, bridge pickup. All
0: right. for yeah. Your Jaguar will do. Yeah, because uh, he's he's doing all the stuff at Brandon Wound now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I have a Fender Mustang. Okay. Nice. Uh, that's got Brandon Wounds in it, and I've got a couple of uh, I've got I don't what have. What color is the Mustang? It's uh, Sonic Blue.
0: Of course. Okay, is that the that's the vintage is that the vintage color one? That's what Kurt played. Your yeah. favorite guitar player.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have a tortoise guard. It has a it has a white guard. Okay. I know a guy. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can make it happen. Um yeah. So are you do you find yourself a, kind of heading towards the short scale lengths like the Mustangs 24 or the Jaguars 24? Yeah,
1: I I I do. I like the short scale. I mean, I don't have like the most giant hands in the world. I like short scale guitars are pretty cool. Um, We're
0: all assessing his hands right now yeah yes. I mean, uh, uh, okay yeah um, okay. yeah
1: um but i i but I definitely like my jazz masters, you know, it's like that's right. the
2: number number one for me and
1: i've got a I've got a j mascus um squire, yeah
2: jazz master that's that we've talked about this before. Yeah. that is one of the best guitars squire ever put it's
1: a sweet guitar i put curtis novak pickups in it and it's got a Ah. it's got a mastery bridge and vibrato on it too and so
2: curtis makes some great stuff really good guy fantastic
1: that's cool man
2: guitar yeah
0: how about your amps
1: um so i used to have a bunch of tube amps and now i don't um i have uh the the sort of main amp that i'm using is a uh, Roland JC 40 Jazz Chorus. Okay. Oh, Wow. Um, and I really, actually, I like even the distortion on that amp sounds really cool. It's a 210, mm-hmm. it was 40 watts, which is plenty loud for anything that we're doing, you know? Um, and the. Well, and. takes uh, pedals really.
0: Yeah, really that's well. the
2: thing. If you're using a lot of yeah. pedals, that's a fantastic platform.
0: Tony, can you quickly address, like, uh, when you get, like, I know that watts aren't t- technically the the thing but yeah. if you get a 40 yeah. watt tube amp versus a 40 watt solid state tube amp's amp it's going to be a lot louder.
2: Well the the tube amp will seem louder um but then but you get there the breakup. Are di- there are divisions of tube amplification too there's class right. A right. there's class AB now the class A amps are even louder because of the way they run um, but in generally speaking a you know let's say a 40 watt amp, um, a 40 watt uh, solid state amp will be equivalent to um, maybe a 25 or you know like you know something in that 15 to 25
0: watt tube range in terms yes. of loudness. But there's there's other parts of that too. I mean the, that, the that's kind of what I was trying to get you to touch on because like, like I got the like the the PV Classic 212. Yeah. All right, now that is like. That'll blow my hair off, yeah. Right? Well, it already has, but um, <laughs> but the thing is, it stays pretty dang clean the whole way, yeah. Well, now, that's what PVs I, do, right? Yeah, but 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 if if I if I because it's it's super efficient, right? So if I go to uh, if you go Generally. to like a uh, something that is gonna the tubes are gonna break up faster. The more you push it, it doesn't necessarily get louder; it just gets more distorted.
2: Right. There's yeah. a certain level, and that's
0: that's where that weirdness comes in. Of like, why is sometimes why is my solid state amp so much louder than my tube amp that are both in the same range? Mm, right. Yeah.
2: Well, I think yeah, as you said, you, I mean, there's a certain level. Even with a tube amp, the you can you can turn up to a certain point. And that's as loud as it's going to get. Right. When you start going a little further, that's when you start getting breakup. And breakup in the uh, the power section is actually a little different distortion than you would have than breakup that was coming from the preamp stage. Yeah. Um, and some people actually prefer a clean preamp going into a, a saturated uh, power s- section. Yeah. Because it's, it is a little different type and of distortion. And that's where you,
0: and some amps you'll get like, or even pedals, you get like... Uh, pre and post i mean right. i know electro electronic audio experience yeah. did the the halberd that had the pre and the post on yep. it and that was really like wow when you start playing with that you get crazy yeah for sure crazy different stuff
2: but yeah. yeah i mean like typically with my amps i'll i'll even if they have a master volume i keep the master volume wide open and then just run you know the preamp stage i, I let that do its thing yeah uh, because you know especially with well, in my case Voxes, Voxes sound better without a master volume, in my opinion. And when you keep the the power stage wide open and control the overall volume with the preamp stage, I think you you get a little better signal, at least in in my ear. Yeah. To my ear.
0: Yeah, so
1: so so, well so I'm using that jazz the jazz course and all the all the effects are going through that.
2: And then. Do you go into uh, the effects loop or do you go into the amp?
1: No, just into the amp. And then simultaneously, I'm running a. um, It's a a Lee Ronaldo club. It's a ZT amplification, um, Lee Ronaldo signature amp. It's a 112. And I just run that completely clean. Mm. So the jazz chorus has all the effects. The Lee Ronaldo amp is clean. So I always have that clean signal going through no matter what else is going on. Mm hmm. There's the clean amp, and then there's this, the amp that's got all the effects and the dirt and everything that's happening. And it to me, it's like having those two amps both going all the time, yeah. gives it a much sort of fuller sound and I can set them a little differently so that they complement one another. Um, so that's what I've been using for a while. And I've got a, a, a Fender uh, Tone Master Super Reverb, which I also really dig. But um, God, that jazz chorus is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it took me forever to get one, and then I got one. And I was like, "Oh, this is you, this is great." You
0: know what? I, yeah, I love the the look of the. I mean, they they, they don't look like any other amp. You, saw, you just find me like that's such a cool looking amp. On that note, that made me think of the Yamaha G series. I love the look of those. I don't know why. I <laughs> you're not giving me any. Oh, I'm not I'm not a fan of the G series,
2: but I will take one of the T series any day of the week. Okay, they made uh, a series in the I guess it would have been the 90s. There was a T50 and a T100 uh, that are just incredible tube amplifiers. Um, But, you know,
0: there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Why do that's, I like that so much? Yeah, it's it, and it might just actually be just the, it's the grill, the grill cloud. cloud. It's so cool. Yeah.
1: Anyways, yeah. those Yamaha amps are great. We have one of those. The that's a. Uh, I have a picture here of a of a really really old one that I stuck a and those are, stuck a <laughs> Telecaster. Those are there.
0: nothing. If you find one of those, yeah. just yeah. take a chance, yeah. get something new and it's weird. Awesome. They're great. Uh. All right, man. Well, hey. This has been just an absolute delight talking with you about all this stuff. And I know that we could do a whole lot more. Um, Tony? Yes, Todd. Got the keys? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, was anybody else right, right there? Uh, there huh? you go. Okay. 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 Yeah, we got the it? El Camino. Uh, wave by to Jared. Hey, Jared, the d- how's the deck coming? Kick some dust on his windows there. And- yeah.
2: You guys! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
2: we just uh hopped in the El Camino. Yep. We uh, drove down past old Jared and waved, and he threw a beer can at us. Uh, can you believe that? Wow. Yes, I can. Oh, I don't know. Anyhow, it's come to that part of the show where we like to play a little game called Would You Rather? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I, can, okay. I right. can never please you, Todd. <laughs> You're so difficult. <laughs> this week's Would You Rather... Uh, Comes from our pal Michael Rigby in the United
0: Kingdom. I bet he never gets asked. And we won't even say it. Go ahead. Look at all the lonely people.
2: (laughs) Hi there! Hi there. I'll do it in his voice, shall I? Love the show and love listening to on my drives around the British Isles. Yeah, He's going to be so offended if he's from the north. Where where, where, is he from? (laughs) (laughs) I believe he's from the southern part. Yeah, anyways. The the posh part. Just read it. Just had a thought in regards to submitting a would you rather, but with a little bit of a twist. Ooh. Mm. Would you ruin it? Uh huh. So oh. it's called. Would, Would you, you ruin it? Would you ruin it? <laughs> so here's how it goes. Yes. Uh, you're at a dream gig, and you're asked to get asked up on stage to play a song, and you're handed your dream guitar. huh. Running through your dream amp. Okay. However, there is a mystery pedal on the floor, and the person to your right, in this case, anti-clockwise
0: what anti-clockwise
2: anti-clockwise okay counterclockwise is you would to inside. my left no to
0: the to right my, oh no wait a minute to the right <laughs> anyways go ahead oh we're talking about in the room right now in the room right okay. now okay yeah so all right i think you're to map. my right yes. so that would be anti-clockwise okay so okay person to the right that's me so the person to
2: your right yes has to choose the pedal Oh, there's a mystery pedal on the floor. Okay. And the person to your right has to choose uh, that mystery pedal. And if they want anything to go wrong or right for the gig. So they can either ruin the gig or make the gig. Oh, okay. So I've got my dream guitar. Okay. I've got my dream amp. (laughs) And Todd, who is to my immediate right, Mm. gets to choose a pedal. And he can either make me sound fantastical. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> and you know our our pal Michael here is just wants to know how mean
0: or funny people can be. All right, so this is the buzzer thing. Yes, the, the electronic buzzer. So situation. he
2: he gave us an example. He All right. said, "Let's just say you're back in 1974 at CBGB's." And you get asked on stage by the Ramones. You're handed a Les Paul Jr. running through a cranked Marshall super lead. However, the person to my right could say that the pedal is a time-traveling Miku stomp. Miku?
0: Yeah, that's the yeah. one that, Oh, uh, yes.
2: That turns itself on every eighth note you play. Oh, boy. Or whenever you play a G note, the volume drops by 10%. Let's see who is mean... And who is kind.
0: <laughs> okay, well, Tony. Yes? He, uh, you want me to go first? You have to go first, because that's what we do. Okay.
2: And why do we always have to pick on me? Yes. So All right, so gig. my dream gig. Let's just, okay. you know, let's just...
1: Do we do we have to say what the dream gig oh, is? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. That
2: is part of this. So I'm going to go back to... Uh, 1964. Okay. At Shea Stadium. Okay. And I think yeah. it was Shea Stadium, yeah. And I'm George is tired. He, he had a he had a very sore throat.
0: <laughs>
2: and he says,
0: "We're going to be if you need to grab a drink or some popcorn, go for it." <laughs> <We're> gonna...
2: <laughs> he says, uh, "Tony, would you mind coming up and playing a song with the boys?"
0: That's your George Harrison? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What the? How? how what? Absolutely. There, there you go.
2: Oh, Tony, would you mind coming up and playing a song with the boys?
0: There, that's better. That's Is closer. That better? That's closer. Okay. Oh man. So here's my dream gig. Okay, so I obviously we apologize to everyone in the UK. <laughs>
2: no, I don't. <laughs> I I apologize to no one. That's so typical. Yes. Go ahead. Uh so it's my uh, Rickenbacker 12 string. Yes. Uh, the 360 George Harrison model, yes, through a Vox Super Beetle uh-huh. amplifier. Uh huh. Now, Todd, being to my immediate right, are you going to make or ruin my dream gig with your choice of pedals?
0: I'm going to ruin it. Uh, of course. With the fart pedal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Oh, you are very mean. Yeah. You're mean. <laughs> your mean as all get out. Uh so the, the, the fart pedal, so every note that I play is going to sound like a fart, is that
0: correct? <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Oh, yes.
2: If only I were to you and I'm your immediate right.
0: Yes. It mm. uh it is it's uh, it's a it's an amazing it is an amazing little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it, well, it's got all kinds of different tones on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks,
2: Todd. Very exciting. Yes, you're up next.
0: Okay. All right, we'll say dream gig. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll just. I'm gonna make up a gig, okay. and make and it it's up. gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, The John Anson Ford Theater. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to throw myself in with the. I'm going to throw myself in with Jane's Addiction. Juanes Addicciones. Yes. Okay. I'm going to do the mountain song. Okay.
2: Ooh. What is your guitar?
0: Uh, I mean, for that one, I'm going to play Vinny. For sure, million. The, my my. Okay. Yeah. And what is your? Amp? My gully guitar. Uh, oh, the, the, well, we're going that deep, huh?
2: Well, I had to All announce
0: right. what I wanted. All right. Um, I'll I'll take a, I'll go, because Dave's a little bit on that squealier side. I'll just go Marshall JMP. JMP. Okay. Now, Matt, will you be nice
2: or mean? Remember what Todd just did to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be mean.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. The pedal I'm giving you is, is the Earthquaker device's data corrupter.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that really does screw me on this one. Um, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna sound real good. <laughs> Try dialing that in. <laughs> yeah. No, I am familiar. That's uh that's not gonna that's be what, good. It's,
1: it's actually it's one of my favorite pedals. Like I use it all the time, but but it is hard to control.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. All that's right. Fair play, fair play. Go Matt, ahead. Go ahead. What's your dream gig? All right.
1: Um dream gig. Um, dream gig, sonic youth. Mm. Uh, Daydream Nation era. So we're talking 88. Um, and I'm going to play. I want to play Lee Ronaldo's Tele Custom. Okay. Ooh,
2: that's a good choice.
1: Or his Jazz Blaster. But we'll say the Tele Custom through the Jasper Johns uh, Super Reverb. So you had, a, you okay. had the, it. Okay. That had the target painted on it, the target Yeah. Amp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sonic youth, telecustom, uh,
0: hey, no, Evo. I, he definitely picked one that is gonna be just kind of noise mayhem anyway. Yeah, there's no way to mm-hmm. there's wait, no way to Tony, ruin it. I there got it. There is a way to ruin it. I got it. I got it. Wait. <laughs> okay, don't listen wait, wait, hang on. Actually I'm gonna I'm gonna turn your no, headphones down. Wait a tough. minute. That's what I was gonna put <laughs> <win. laughs> All right, we're on All the right. good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay
2: well, since we're all mean <laughs> in this room, you know we don't have.
0: That's so amazing. We don't did. have Jared. That's the exact same the
2: Jared or Billy here, who are the nice ones. Yeah, um, I'm going to ruin your gig too. <laughs> and how am I going to do that? I'm going to offer a Boss AC3. Acoustic Simulator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are, these, what are oh. the odds of all the pedals available yeah. that we both said? <laughs> to simulate? <laughs> <with?
2: laughs> oh, oh. Great minds think alike. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that was a fun one. So yeah, very, I mean, that was actually, that was a lot of fun and made you think a little bit. So thanks, Michael. Yeah, indeed. And say hello to Eleanor. Uh, yeah. You know, Todd, Yes, there's a special group of people we love to I know thank. there are. These are our executive producers. Now, for those who don't know, an executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become an executive producer? Quite simple. Head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron of the podcast. Each level comes with some very nice thank-you gifts. But, you know, there's one thing more. I keep thinking about it. Yes. Matt, do you know what happens as an executive producer?
1: You get to have your name read on the thing.
2: Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Petals, John Halverson. Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D., Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Sanchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Crist, uh, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss. Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, and David Tyndall. All right. Thank you so uh, uh, much. You can thank them. But, you know, there's another special group of executive producers that we like to call our grand poobas. Mm-hmm. In addition to all the great stuff, mm-hmm. these fine folks get a fez to wear upon their coif. So special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Iguereda, David Kaminga, Brendan Wown Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, uh, Brian Robison, Jonathan Juricic, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. <S. David Poe. Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Congregation Gear Demos. Paul Van or Vaughn. Paul Vaughn Eppinger. Yes. Scott Sullivan. Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. And I'm told that we have an upgrade this that week. That is correct, Mundo. What is that? Could it be? Matt Hart has upgraded to Grand Poobaville? Yeah. Oh, welcome aboard. Champion thank you champion Now we're going to have some difficulty making uh the fez we might have to cut off the top of the fez to yeah. make it, make it work with the coff, but uh, we'll, we'll work something out
0: <laughs> Thank you all so much for helping to support our show. It truly makes all the difference in the world, and we frankly could not do what we do and i'm just, I don't mean just speaking to a microphone there's a whole lot that goes into this beyond that, and that's where this really is so very helpful Matt. Where can people find the things that you are putting out into the universe?
1: Yeah, if people want to find me, they can find me on Instagram at forkliftmat or at never new band, N E V E R N E W band. Awesome. Where, Where do people get your books? Uh, there are links at Instagram to all that stuff.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
1: So so explain forklift mat. Uh, for a year for twenty five years, I was the editor publisher of Forklift Ohio, a journal of poetry, cooking, and light industrial safety.
2: Oh, very cool! That <laughs> explains amazing. it. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. I said, well, I don't know. Maybe he drives the forklift. I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, dig it, Tony. How about yourself?
2: Head over to pickguardian.com, dot com. Check out some of the wares I have available. But by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email at. Uh, well, you can, there's
0: a link on the website. Yeah.
2: And I'll take really good care of
0: you. I promise. Indeed. I've seen that promise in action, and it's fantastic. All right. You can shoot me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me at Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Um, and please check out Flint Effects. If you've got a multi-effects unit that we've been talking about, HX Stomp, Stomp XL. You uh, need one. Peloton. You any need of those things. A, You need one. It's 10 bucks. Ain't going to hurt you. It's going to help you. It's it's going to make you look cool. And and I say on it, protect your knobs. (laughs) 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 All right, everybody. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And uh, we look forward to you moving to Columbus very soon. All right. And, thank uh, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, move here. So we uh, do this more. And, and, like, I mean, there's a, there's, and... there's a
2: couch over there in Billy's part yeah. of the studio. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. He's
0: not using it. <laughs> uh, anyhow, thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe. Uh, yeah. Well, no, nope, he's not in anything. here. <laughs> okay. All right. We tried again. All right. Go.
2: We did a long deep dive.
0: Go. Yeah. You want to clap me in? Sure, Tony.
2: Wow. I, I just, you know, a wraparound bridge with a P90, single P90 pickup. It's great. Juniors are
0: always much Which is why he donors. has so many Rickenbackers. Wow. Which yeah. is, yeah, <laughs> which totally defies re, uh, reasoning. No. Do not edit it. And you're like, that's exactly what I did. No, it isn't. Here, use the mic in case you say anything funny. Start the podcast. Pull, ri- pull it over your way. When I leave the house. It's like a house. radio show, except different.
2: It's like an old-timey right. radio All right, right show. right on.
0: So, okay. Oh, America.
2: But you know, I, I, do, I do prefer Esquires over over uh, over uh, tel- uh, over Telecasters.
0: Yeah, I don't know, well, not like, the There's not a wraparound around bridge on that. What are no, you talking but, um, about? No, a single pickup. Let me explain to you what a Telecaster is.
2: <laughs> uh, let me explain to you what a Stratocaster is. <laughs> Man, just
0: whoa, <laughs> oh,
1: whoa!
0: That's what Tony says is the close. All right, right on. <laughs> I, that won't make it anywhere. Uh, That's not good. That's <laughs> uh, <Todd. laughs> I don't know. I don't like,
1: like, like to show up cool empty handed cool anywhere.
0: So no uh, no no. It's uh, down on the bottom. Down, down on the bottom. The, the bottom bottom? The bottom so low.
1: So much amazing stuff yeah. that we dreamed about trying to do as yeah. kids. I mean I had I had no idea. It's like I wanted to, you know, in 1984 probably, I wanted to sound like Mick Mars from Motley Crue. Well, yeah. And I and it, you know, had a little like one of those little Fender Champ amps lead. and a and a <laughs> and a strap that my parents got me. And I was just like, why can't I sound like freaking Mick Mars?
2: Yeah. Les Paul and this I want one you were talking about on the last Yeah, that's the Les episode. Paul Senior. Yeah. The last 5 episodes? Yes. No, yes. not the last 5 episodes. <laughs> Did you happen to watch the uh, the Grammy tribute to Paul Simon last night? No. What? Honest to God, why would you ask me that? You know, we, when we were kids, I
1: didn't. We didn't wear earplugs. Like no. I'm practicing with punk bands. You know, the yard, top volumes. To- I mean, <laughs> totally. Yeah, all of it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alright,
2: alright, alright. All right. That's my uh,
0: Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack playing all the hits.
2: Alright.
0: Nobody knows who Wolfman Jack is anymore. No, you, know. <laughs> oh, yeah. you guys know. We do, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I just... Wolfman should, I, Jack! I, Matt, do you have anything to declare? Okay, I
2: do declare. Background West. Ah,
0: Tighten up your girdle there. <clears throat> and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash TheGuitarKnobs. Visit our website at TheGuitarKnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at GuitarKnobs. Catch you next time.